Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. See website for details. All right. Let's get started. Thank you so much for logging in. We are... We are going to get started. Um, We are going to continue our study in the book, Becoming a Prayer Warrior by Elizabeth Ells. Um, We are on page 59 in my book. Some people may have it uh, a different page number for this particular section. It's on confession and forgiveness. We are on an area of forgiveness. We are looking at forgiveness, and then um, in this area of forgiveness, you're going to see that there is an additional area in this area of forgiveness that locks everything in. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, we praise you, and we bless your name for being such an awesome God. We pray right now in the name of Jesus, you move by your spirit. Thank you, dear Lord, for giving us the opportunity to study your word. Thank you, dear Lord, for allowing your Holy Spirit to dwell within us. Now, Father, we pray that you activate that spirit in us, that we might teach and, and, and be taught by the power of your Holy Spirit. Thank you, dear Lord. Have your way in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. So we are on page 59, um, 59 in my book. And we are down at the bottom. We finished up with um, this page. However, we have that one little thin line that we want to touch on when it comes to unforgiveness. Now, we've got to recognize that there are um, uh, many things that can cause your warfare, listen, your warfare to be weakened. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Your warfare to be weakened. And, and I'm telling you, there is nothing more defeating than you to wholeheartedly do warfare with no effect. No, no, no. I'm not talking minimum. I'm talking nothing is changing. You are warring within yourself. You really feel that you are warring, you're putting your all into it, you're calling on God to do it, and it's not happening. And there are areas, thank you, Holy Ghost, there are areas that can cause you to be off in the strength of your warfare. One of those areas is unforgiveness. It's unforgiveness. Watch this. It's saying area number one, these, watch this, there are three areas of unforgiveness. Now, I'm saying that, that unforgiveness can be one area. But in unforgiveness, it's three different areas that the book identifies that can cause you to be off in the strength of your, I'm saying it, I'm saying it over and over again, because if you feel that this is you, There are some things that we have talked about in the past, but this is one area that we're talking about right now that you've got to recognize that can cause your strength to be weakened 
in the, in, as it pertains to your warfare. All right? Area number one, if you don't have the book, write these down. If you have the book, you may want to highlight it or write a note. Unforgiveness towards people. Unforgiveness towards people. Now, I like to leave it short and, and, and brief like that. They add, uh, Elizabeth Els adds, who have hurt you or offended you. Listen, you could have, and, and, and this is just real when it pertains to people, you could have unforgiveness towards a person. They did not hurt you or offend you. You could be, you, you're not forgiving them for, it could be a foolish reason. It, it, now, now watch this. Foolish. I'm talking just foolishness. You were in a contest with them. They outdid you. You have not, watch this, you're not forgiving them for beating you. I'm talking foolishness. People say, well, what happened? Well, they did X, Y, Z, Z to me. They, they won the, the contest. Well, what does that have to, and that's the reason I'll never forgive them. They knew, watch this, they knew how bad I wanted it. I'll never forgive her. I told her. And, and, and then struggling in your warfare, struggling in your walk with God because you have this unforgiveness. Now, again, it's identified either from a hurt or offense, but what I like to, someone who had offended you, what I like to do is leave that thing nice and broad. It, it has a wide scope of unforgiveness. So this area, I, in, in my book, I have unforgiveness towards people can cause this problem. Watch this. Number two, unforgiveness towards God. Unforgiveness towards God. So my number one, I've got unforgiveness towards people. Number two, unforgiveness towards God because in, in this, this area right here, as I say often, we could talk about this for the rest of this time we have together. Because in your perspective, I'm sorry, perception, he did not intervene on your behalf in the way you wanted him to. Good God Almighty. Now let that one sink in. Pastor, can you say that one again? Sure I can. Unforgiveness towards God because in your perception, he didn't intervene on your behalf in the way you wanted him to. Things didn't go your way. Watch this. Your will was not done. So as you, again, study and ask God for understanding, ask God for revelation knowledge, you'll see that there is a divine will of God. And the choice, good God Almighty, the choice is yours whether you want to relinquish your will for his will. 
and, and, it, and it causes problems. It causes hiccups. It causes interruptions. It causes breaks. It causes breaches in the relationship, and it causes weakness in your ministry, no matter what your ministry is. If your ministry is being a good wife or being a good grandmother, being a good husband, being a good son or daughter, whatever your ministry is, whether it's pastoral, whether it's deacon, whether it's usher, you're going to have problems. When it comes, or you may not think that being a good father or being a good mother is a ministry, but let me tell you something, it is. And it'll cause a breach. It'll cause a gap. It'll cause a, watch this, some static hesitation. That's not the one I'm really looking for. I'm really looking for the strength when it comes to not hesitation, but it can cause, it's like weakness. It's, it's cause, it's a breakdown in the power. It'll come to me. There's a breakdown in the strength of your power. Because you have not forgiven, watch this, you have unforgiveness towards God. Now, turn there real quick. Isaiah chapter 14, verse 12. Isaiah chapter 14, verses 12, 12 through 14. Watch this. I'm going to read it out of the Good News Translation. Help me, Holy Ghost. King of Babylon, bright morning star, you have fallen from heaven. In the past, you conquered nations. Good God Almighty, help us, God. But now you have been thrown to the ground. I don't know. I don't know if you've ever heard it read that way. To understand the power of the fallen angel, Lucifer. If you read it in the King James, it says, How art thou fallen? From heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning, how art thou cut down to the ground which did weaken, weakened, I'm sorry, the nations? He was a conqueror. This is what it says, translation, good news translation. In the past, you conquered nations, but now you're thrown down. You were, watch this, determined to climb up to heaven and to place your throne above the highest stars. You Watch this. You thought you would sit like a king on that mountain in the north where the gods assemble. You said you would climb to the tops of the clouds and be like the Almighty. Good God Almighty. Where's my Bible? Hold on. I hope you got it written down. I hope you understand what what happened at that point. Uh, Lucifer tried to in, invoke his own will. Chapter 42. Chapter 42. Watch this. You've got to understand when your will gets in the way of God's will. Isaiah chapter 42, and we read 12. Twelve and 14. 
12 through 12 to 14. Isaiah chapter 14. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Just let keep kept me calm. I'm in chapter 42. I'm wondering where in the world is my little highlights at? Because I'm not in chapter 14. I'm in chapter 42. Help me, Lord. All right, chapter 14. Here it is. Again, I like the way I, the way I've got it highlighted in my Bible. Watch this. And I believe it's five, one, two, three, four, five. Five times it says, I will. And the reason when it comes to forgiving God that you really got to deal with your will because it's important to understand the same way Satan got thrown out is the same way you throw yourself, thank you, God, you throw yourself out of the power of God, access to the power of God when you're invoking your will, help me God, over the will of God. This is what he said. I will ascend. I will exalt. I will sit also upon the mountain. I will ascend above. I will be like the most high. That's in verses 13 and 14. When you read it out of the King James, you'll see it over and over again that Satan says, I will. And here, Elizabeth L. says, forgiveness towards unforgiveness towards God because you, your what? Perception in your perception, he did not intervene on your behalf the way you wanted him to. It's about your will, your way, your plan, your goals, what you, what, what you want to achieve. And what God is saying, that if you put anybody or anything above me, you're going to find out that's going to cause conflict between you and me. We got a lot to go over, so I'm going to keep it moving. We can stay there all night. Some folks need deliverance, and, and it's not that they, they don't forgive people. It's not that they don't forgive our next area towards yourself. You, your issue is really with God. I really like to deal with that scripture that says, no, 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 Samuel, they're not uh, rejecting you. They're rejecting me. They want a king because they don't want me to rule over them. They want to do what they see everybody else doing. And when you see, when you're trying to do what everybody else is doing, guess what winds up happening? You wind up falling in the same trap that, uh, that Lucifer fell into. You fall into the same trap that the children of Israel fell into, and that's where you're trying to do your own thing instead of what God is asking you to do. And you need to be engulfed, engulfed in what God would have for you to do. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Let's move on. Unforgiveness, number three. Number two, unforgiveness towards God. Because in your perception, he did not intervene on your behalf in the way that you want to. You wanted him to? I'm going to move it on. Unforgiveness, number three. Unforgiveness towards yourself. Towards people, towards God, towards yourself. For situations you have experienced or participated participated in that caused you what? Hurt, guilt, condemnation, worry, frustration, pity, shame. Y'all know I'm going to say it again, so take your time. Something that caused you hurt 
guilt, condemnation, worry. Here it is, you're worrying, and God said, listen, I don't know how. Listen, I'm, you're talking about a prayer. Father, help me to stop worrying. Why? Because over and over and over again, he says, don't worry. Don't worry about anything. Why? Because it's going to mess up your faith. Static. Did I use static? Was that the word static? There's a word. There's a word. I'm trying to get it. When it comes to that power, and then when the power is going, but then it, 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 it's interrupted, there's a word. I'm going to get it. It's going to come to me. Now watch this. Hurt, guilt, condemnation, worry, frustration, pity, shame. You got to let yourself, listen, release yourself. And, 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 and I believe that part of the problem, we're going to go over it, I'll say it again when we get to that point, part of the problem is when you say it, you're looking for it to be heartfelt. I don't, listen, I don't think I meant it. When I said, Lord, forgive me, I asked that person to forgive me. And I don't think I meant it for whatever reason. Listen to this. God's word says, Matthew chapter 6, verse 14 and 15. God's word says, hallelujah. Watch what his word says. His word says, for if you forgive others for their transgressions, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, then your Father will not forgive your transgressions. You got to understand the magnitude, the power, the strength of unforgiveness. So again, what are we talking about? The major talk, topic is spiritual warfare, praying, uh, becoming a prayer warrior. The key is you've got this baggage. Now here it is in, in, in almost every sport, and in particularly singular, you try to, like racing, bicycling, uh, uh, swimming, those kind of sports, what do you do? You're trying to strip down and take off every stitch of clothes, even clothing that you can. Why? So nothing hinders me from operating the way I'm supposed to. Now, Take one of those, whether it's bicycling, racing, whether it's uh, um, swimming, and put a big old rucksack, not a backpack. In the military, you got a rucksack. This is the sack that sits way above your head. It's strapped on your back like a backpack, but it's huge. And for, for it to be ergonomically uh, uh, sound, that's the way, the way they build it so it sits above your head and it can distribute the weight properly. However, it's still 100 pounds. Now, how would you like where everybody else in the warfare has on nothing and you've got to operate in the warfare with this big old rucksack on your back? It's difficult. And that's where the challenge comes from. You won't operate the way God says operate. And I'm telling you that the, 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 the 
I, my will will often get in the way. Now, I ain't talking about my will. I'm talking about when you say my will, you talking about saying it for yourself. It's your will. You're trying to do this thing your way. And sometimes, listen, when it's time to shut up, you, you just got to say something. It is not time. There's a time, uh, Pastor Johnson said it on Sunday, time. When it came to thankful, the T was time. It is, watch, it is time. It's not time for you to talk right now. And clearly you heard, you didn't, you didn't identify it to be the Holy Spirit, but it was a word of wisdom. It was whether you want to call it your conscious, your subconscious mind, your uh, uh, the spirit, uh, whatever it was, an angel, you knew that you weren't supposed to say nothing. Then when you got the results by speaking at the wrong time, now you got issues. Now it's a, a position, you, you're in a position, and I have to admit, you put yourself in a position where you need to release this other person or that person needs to release you, and, and it wasn't supposed to come about because you heard, don't say anything. Unforgiveness can be a burden to you. All right? Three ways. Forgiving other people, unforgiveness towards other people, unforgiveness towards God, unforgiveness towards yourself. We're going to keep it moving. God's word says, we said Matthew uh, uh, 16, 14, and 15, guess what? If you don't forgive, God don't forgive. That's how the rucksack gets on your back. That's how it becomes cumbersome for you. That's why you've got problems with the strength of your warfare, you've got issues with your warfare. Why? Because you've got unforgiveness that God is leaving on you because you won't release people, God, or yourself. All right? Keep it moving. Here it is. Do you believe it? It's very difficult to forgive God. Some people look at it that way. Almost impossible to forgive themselves. It says, I have discovered that most people find it fairly easy to forgive others, very difficult to forgive God, and almost impossible to forgive themselves. Do you believe that? They find it easy to forgive others, but impossible to forgive God, difficult to forgive God, and impossible. Now, this is, again, the writer, and from their experiences, their research, this is what they find out. And, and many times, I believe that there is unforgiveness present, but it has not been identified who it is that you're not forgiving, whether it's yourself or whether it's God. All right? Watch this. Here it is again. Total, watch this, total Forgiveness, however, is essential to your effective praying. Now, if I was you, and, and again, this was one of my thoughts, and it's not that I, because I've got, I've got material that could definitely uh, uh, take us to the end of the call. I said to myself, you know what? It would be good to end the call right now by making this statement and, and telling you 
to spend the rest of this time working on this assignment. We're not going to do that, but, but this is an assignment that you have to deal with in order for you to be effective in prayer. Because, again, what Elizabeth L. says right here, total forgiveness, however, is essential to your effective praying, and I believe it. Make a list of people you need to forgive. Make a list, including if you believe, think about it, pray about it, make this your prayer. If you feel, if you see that, 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 that there are some issues with the strength, it, it just seems like if, if, if this is what I believe, that if God does not do what you're asking, it's on the way. If it's not that he does not do it immediately and it's not on the way, there's a possibility that the answer to that prayer is no. You're not getting it. It's not happening. And if there is uh, um, that it's on the way or that it's not going to happen, what's supposed to happen when you are in a right relationship with God, watch this, is that God gives you peace while you wait. Or God gives you peace in knowing this ain't going to come to pass. If you're not getting peace while waiting, if you're not getting peace in the comfort that, hey, you know what, I don't, that's not, it's not for me. It's not for me. If it is for me, God going to surprise me because I'm not, I'm not going to worry over this. Watch this. I'm just going back up and I'm grabbing some of those words. I'm not going to, I'm not going to have, I'm not going to be guilty. I'm not going to be frustrated. Over this situation, make a list of people that you need to forgive, including yourself, including God, if, if that's it, and then make that your prayer. God, show me if there's somehow my prayer life is being hindered by unforgiveness. And can I, can I tell you something? I say it all the time. When it's time to forgive, do it in the moment. That's when you can get the most benefits out of the, this is what I tell folks. If you're going to do exercise, always breathe. If you're going to lift weights, breathe. When you're running, make sure you're breathing properly. Why? That's when you get the, watch this, when you get the maximum effort out of what you're doing when it comes to calisthenics, when it comes to uh, uh, isometrics, when it comes to lifting weights. Make sure you breathe. Breathing is, 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 is important. When it comes to unforgiveness, when you want to get the strength out of you forgiving an individual, make sure you do it in the moment. Do it while, when, when they say, oh, I am so sorry. For, do you forgive me? Please forgive me. Sure. You're forgiven. Make it a habit. Why? Because you don't get the maximum effort out of your forgiveness when you have to go under the rucksack of unforgiveness for two or three weeks. And now you've got to come back and not only forgive them, but now you may have to ask them to forgive you for the way you treated them because you didn't do it in the moment. It says here, paragraph one, two, in, in the second paragraph, under number three, 
where it says uh, unforgiving towards yourself. Then you got one paragraph, two paragraphs. The bottom portion of that says at the time of the offense. You may want to highlight that. At the time of the offense. It's so very important. Watch this. Look at Luke. And you're going to look at 2334. Very powerful. Very, I don't know if I could have done it. I don't know if you could have done it. Then Jesus said, Father, could God Almighty, forgive them, for they know not what they do. In the moment of crucifixion. Now you're talking about an example to follow. How can you get any stronger? I don't care what the person did. How can you get any stronger than that when you're being crucified? The people who are crucifying you, you are forgiving them in the moment. Now, when you start thinking about whether you should do it in the moment or not, you think of Luke chapter 23, verse number 34, and remember, Christ, the example, you are Christian, you are Christ-like, you are following the example that Christ set for you. And what you're, in that moment, forgive me, you're forgiven. Oh, no, I'll forgive, but I won't forget. Listen, you're forgiven. Less is more. Less is more. All right? Forgiveness, now watch this, this is what I was talking about. In this area of forgiveness, you also have what? Repentance. You've got forgiveness, you've got repentance. To repent is to feel such regret or remorse that you turn away from, watch this, your thoughts or actions. I'm not going there in my mind. When it comes to mind, you better understand, you, you identify it whatever way, you, whatever label you want to put on it, you identify whichever way you want to. I'm telling you the way I deal with it, and it works. That is coming from that point on, when that thought comes about a situation that I've already released, I've already forgiven the person, guess what? That thought, when it comes to my mind about that situation, is coming from a demon. And I don't accept it as my thought. I'm not bringing this old situation up under my thought heading. The heading is not, nope, nope, that's not me. Sorry, that's not me. I'm releasing that. I'm praying for that person. I'm thanking God for my deliverance. I'm praising God right in the enemy's face. Why? Because he just threw a dart, dart and tried to bring up my old sexual activity from, from years ago that I have released. I've asked God to forgive me. He's bringing up something that I stole years ago. He's bringing up some offense. I don't, listen, I don't care if it was yesterday. If I said, Lord, forgive me. Lord, I'm sorry. If I ask that person to forgive me, it's over. Wow, I shouldn't have done that. Listen, you better release it, leave it alone, and repent. You're turning from it. Now, it says here, repent is to feel, is to feel such regret or remorse that you turn away from it your thoughts and actions. And unless, this is what it says, and you've got to understand whether you believe it or not, unless this is done, you will never be free. 
Do you believe it? If that's not done, if you don't turn away from it, if you don't release, you will never be free. That rucksack is always going to be on your back. Yeah, you're going to move around. I would love to say you're shackled, but, 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 or, or, or not just shackled, but, but, but that you are uh, hooked to like, the, like, like they do the elephants and put the peg in the ground and they hook you and you can't move. No, you can still move around. That's why I refer to it as a rucksack. You can move around, but you're hindered. Come on, let's look at some scripture. Oh, what do I want to do that one in? Proverbs 28:13. Here we go. Proverbs, thank you Holy Ghost. 28:13. Listen to what it says. He who conceals his transgressions will not prosper. Good God Almighty. The Proverbs is book full of wisdom. But he who confesses, watch this, and forsakes them will find compassion. That was the American Standard, New American Standard Version. If you conceal it, you ain't going to prosper. If you confess it and forsake it, you're going to watch this. You will find compassion. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Ghost. And I'm going to be obedient. Matthew 3. Look at verse number 6. Matthew 3, 6. We just looked at Proverbs 28, 13. Look at Matthew chapter 3, verse number 6. And they were being baptized by him in the Jordan. And what were they doing? Confessing their sin. So I don't understand how you're going to confess the sin as you come into the faith. But then you're going to take on sin and never get rid of it again. How do you get rid of it? You've got to confess that thing. You've got to ask God, listen, you've got to confess it, get rid of it. Not only do they confess it, but if you look at verse number 8, we're looking at verses 6 and 8. If you look at 8, next thing you know, you had these other folks coming. He called them vipers who told you to come. And he says, therefore, bear fruit in keeping with what? Repentance. So, yes, I see you coming to me to be baptized. You're confessing your sin, but you got to repent that you're not doing it no more. Some folks, they confess. Listen, you might as well go and, and be a Catholic and, and, and confess and then sin and then confess and then sin and then confess and sin and confess, sin and confess. Uh-uh. You're not you don't want to practice sin. You say, well, it's hard not to sin. Yes, it is. And for some folks, it's hard not to sin. For some folks, it's a habit. This is your routine. This is what you do. It's not a point of it being hard. It's a point of this is what you're practicing sin. So when you repent, you turn and you say, I'm not doing that no more. That's not my lifestyle. That's not how I live. When we say that we have, for, have forgiven, but we are still holding on to the wrong attitude, we rebel against, don't, don't point the finger at me, point it at Elizabeth Ells, point it at your book. We are rebelling against God. God said it can be done. 
God said, yoke up with me, for my yoke is easy, my burden is light. You are changing it by making things hard, by struggling in areas that God said I released you from, by practicing areas, practicing a lifestyle, practicing a thought, good God Almighty, a thought pattern that is not in line with the word of God. I'm going to read it again. When we say that we have forgiven, but we are still holding on to the wrong attitude, we rebel against God. That, that's up to you. Do you believe it? And again, it goes back to Isaiah 14, 12 to 14. Isaiah 14, verses 12 to 14. Here it is. You're doing what you want. I will, I will, I will, I will, I will. You're doing it your way. Now watch this. I love you. Now, I, I, sometimes I read these little stories, and, okay, yeah, that was pretty cool. This little story right here, I believe, is a representation of many people. The daughter got in trouble. She got sent to her room, said you can come out when, listen, when you are sorry. That's when you can come out. The girl didn't come out. All she did was open the door. The father and the mother, they're wondering why you ain't come out. They came in the room. They asked her the question. Uh, they said, are you sorry enough to come out your room now? Little girl said, nope. I'm sorry enough to open the door. And the question was, sometimes we, like Peggy, only forgive enough to open the door. But we don't put the axe. I love it. I didn't highlight it. I got to highlight it right now. Where's my green highlighter? We don't put the axe to the root of unforgiveness. That's how we do it. And many times we're living a life of not having the power of God active in our life, not having it strong, not having the, the, the promises that God said you could have. You don't have them. Why? Because of unforgiveness. Often the cause of a person's physical or emotional weak, weakness can be traced to unforgiveness and unrepentance. This does not mean all, I love that she, she wrote that, all suffering from ailments is because of unforgiveness. We're not saying all of it is, but sometimes this is what's causing the problem. But forgiveness and repentance can release the, the healing power of God in you and in others. I ask the question all the time, do you believe it? Do you believe it? The power of God being held up because you won't release that person. I'm telling you, write that list. Thank you, Holy Ghost. God is so good to me. Write that list. Go through the list. If he brings up them, God, he's forgiven. Thank you, Lord. He's forgiven. She's forgiven. No, no, no. I'm talking a real list because you are crying. You are upset. You are weakened in your strength. You don't have peace, and you're wondering why, and you're a child of God, and you're supposed to be able to have peace. 
You're supposed to have strength when you're doing your warfare. You're supposed to have understanding, and God say, I'm not dealing. Why? Because you won't release other people, and you know who they are. Watch this. The Holy Ghost just showed me this little note that he gave me. I skipped over it in the in the in the um, the little story, and then he brought it back to my attention. And I'm just thank you, God. When things watch this, when things stay wrong long, you may need to revisit your forgiveness list. Write it down. When things stay wrong long, you may need to revisit your forgiveness list. Mm. I never tweeted in my life, but I said that's a tweetable moment right there. That's one that can be posted. When things stay wrong long, you may need to revisit your forgiveness list. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Now, we're dealing with, it does not. Forgiveness, like confession, does not have to be an emotional experience. I'm huge on folks getting out of emotional experiences and not thinking that it's right, it's done right because they didn't feel anything. It's not something that you feel, it's something you got to know. Sometimes you'll feel it, sometimes you won't. You've got to know, I said, Lord, forgive me. And I meant it. Uh, because I didn't get goosebumps, because I didn't get a, a tear in my eye, because I didn't get butterflies. Come on, somebody. So, so, so it, it's not real. No, it does not have to be an emotional experience. The Lord is faithful. This is what John, 1 John chapter 1, verse number 9. The Lord is faithful and righteous to forgive you of your sin and cleanse you. <clears throat> Help me, Holy Ghost. And to cleanse you from what? All unrighteousness. I don't know if you highlighted it. I don't know if you underlined it. But you better understand when you say it, you better know God's word. And if God says he forgives you in his word, when you confess it, it's done. Release it and never deal with it again. If that, I don't know if you want to follow me or, or if you got a... a, a, a um, a pattern or a habit of dealing with it your way that's, that, that's effective, I'm telling you, after you say, for, I, forgive me, and, it's, and you know that it's gone, and when I say you know that it's gone, you know that it's gone based on the word of God. When it comes back to your mind, you better understand that's an attack of the enemy. If your mind's attention is repeatedly drawn in a negative way to a person you have chosen to forgive, take authority. This is Elizabeth Ells at the bottom of page 61. Take authority over your thoughts. 
Sister Tammy, she comes in and sings and blesses us on third Sundays, and we have a wonderful time. And when she sings them song, hands, 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 bless the Lord, feet, feet, feet. Listen, this is what it says. Command your mind in Jesus' name. Good God Almighty. That's the power right there. Command your mind in Jesus' name to dwell on the thoughts that are true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, excellent, and watch this, worthy of praise, Philippians chapter 4, verse number 8. Philippians chapter 4, verse number 8. Command your mind. I, I don't know. I think it's power in that word. I think it's power in that word. Here we go. Flip over to page 62. It says, in order... It says, order the enemy to be silent and cut off the power. Cut off the power to your old memory circuits by refusing to listen to the devil's voice. If he brings it up, I call it the devil. If he brings it up, it's an attack. If, it, if he brings it up, it is a strategic pull to get you to be stymied, to get you to reach a plateau and you can't go any higher, to get you to stay in one spot and not to move because what? The enemy has your mind stayed on negativity, unforgiveness. Watch what it says here. Change direction by believing what God, God's word says. It is, now watch this. I had issue with Elizabeth Hells right here. And maybe I'm, I'm, maybe I'm just exaggerating this point. It says, it is helpful to quote scripture verses. I'm looking at helpful. It's helpful. What? It's helpful. No, 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 no. It's imperative. You must do this to quote scripture verses aloud until you have the victory. It says, oh, well, some of them you could just read, but you'd be reading it to yourself. Let me tell you something. You better deal with them demons, and you better speak that word. I love it when the Bible says, and God said. And when he said it, it came to life. I love it when you're praying in the spirit, and you when you're doing that, there is something that happens in the atmosphere because of the audible voice. There is some reverberation. Thank you, Holy Ghost. There's some reverberation that happens when the power, the anointed person of God, speaks something into the atmosphere under the belief. They, they, this person is not guessing. They're not thinking. You know what's getting ready to happen. You know that the enemy better back up. I ain't talking about helpful. I'm talking about it's dangerous against the enemy. The enemy is going to back up when you speak the word of God, when you start speaking the scripture, when you know what the power of God has in the spiritual realm. You speak it over your situation, and you remain there. You're not vacillating back and forth, wondering if it's going to happen. Could it happen? There's a great possibility it could. No, no, no. It's going to happen, and if it does not happen immediately, then that means God is doing something behind behind the scene, because when I first speak it, I know my God hears. 
That's how it's got to be. It's got to be that way or no way. If not, you're not going to operate in the power that you're supposed to operate in. Believing what God's word says. Quote the scripture. See, I took out helpful. Quote the scripture verses. Allow until, watch this, until you got victory. Number two. So you can put that as number one. You, you, you're dealing with this situation. Put that as number one. Quote the scripture. Number two, you can begin to what? Thank the Lord for the positive qualities. These, this is how it's going to turn out. This is going to turn out for my good. Oh, yeah, I heard what she said. I heard the way she talked about my child or the way she, she uh, talked about my abilities or the way she, whatever. I heard what he said. What he, what he said, I, how, what my position was going to be. Yeah, listen, you, you can hear it, but guess what? I know how it's going to turn out. I know I'm going to get an apology. If I don't get an apology, I'm not going to hold it against them. Why? Because they didn't know what I was doing behind the scenes. This is going to work out for my good. This is going to work out good for my family. This is going to work out good for my for my for my um uh, my business. All right. Watch what it says here. He has placed in that person, and you, you're thanking him for the qualities that he has placed in that person and in the situation. Pray, this is what it says, God's blessings in my in just me, in my book. I took the blessings, I, ha- I highlighted it, God's blessings, and then I changed it for me to promises because God's promises is our blessings. And she says, pray God's blessings upon these, watch this, positive areas. Watch how we transform this. I'm, I'm, I'm taking it, and I'm praying God's promises. Watch this. Write this down. Father, you see when it says God's blessings? Father, you have said. That's how you do it. God, you have said I, I should have peace. God, you have said I could look to the hills from which cometh my help. All my help comes from the Lord. God, you have said that you are my shepherd, that I shall not want. Come on. You make me to lie down in green passage. You said, these are the promises. These are the blessings that she's talking about. I'm saying promises because we are used to hearing promises, the promises of God. I could probably bring you three books, grab them right off my shelf right now. God's promises, promises in, in tough situations, all kinds of promises, promises, promises. You look them up. You have said, watch this, Father, you told me in your word there's another way. You can come up with many more. But I wrote down two. Father, you have said, Father, you have told me in your word. Where do do we get this from? You get it from Jesus in the wilderness, quoting scriptures back to the enemy. When he brought up something, he brings up a situation, you bring up the word. He brings up another situation, you bring up the word. Now, many times the, the I will issue gets in the play when it comes to you dealing with the enemy because you're still trying to uh, trying to deal with Satan the same way Jesus did, but when he did it, he backed it up with the word. He said, get thee behind me, Satan. 
Get out of my face. But then he backed it up with the word. You shall worship the Lord thy God, and him only shall you serve. So what is he saying? Yeah, you can tell the enemy, leave me alone. Satan, I don't want nothing to do with you. Get out of my face. But you've got to back it up with the word of God. You've got to back it up with the word of God. The word of God is your strength. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. you got to get it. Where's the preacher? Sometimes you might have to be the preacher. You're going to be the one saying the word. We're going to go out your mouth and into your ear, into your spirit, into your heart. You're going to be transformed. Watch what I did. Bible verses. I said I was going to spend the last few moments, and I was going to uh, go to a website randomly. I was just going to pick one because there's so many. Bible verses. You just Google it, and it'll come up with thousands. Matter of fact, let me see if I can back it up real quick. No, I'm not going to do that because the scripture is more important than me telling you how many millions of, of websites came up. So I went to one. This one is called Amazing Facts. Uh, AmazingFacts.org. Bible verses about fear. Watch what it says. And I'm only going to take a couple of minutes because the last five minutes I'm going to give that assignment, and I want you to really do that. Exodus chapter 14, verse 14. Exodus chapter 14, verse 14. And the Lord shall fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. You're in a situation. It appears that the enemy is winning. You ask for forgiveness in this area. The enemy is still coming and bringing this situation up, and it is tormenting you. Again, here it is. You can write it your way, or you can use one of mine. What do you say? Father, you said that you would fight for me and that you would give me peace. That, no, no, no. I could hold my peace. The Lord shall fight. You said in your word. You told me in your word that you would fight for me and that I could hold my peace. Take the scripture, apply it to your situation, and see if God don't give you peace. Watch this. Be strong and of good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is, thank you, Holy Ghost, that doth go with thee, good God Almighty. He will not fail thee nor forsake thee. I know it's a lot. That's Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 6. Be strong and of good courage. Here we go. Father, you said in your word that I could have strength and I could be encouraged, that I did not have to fear nor be afraid, for you would go with me. You would not fail me. You would not forsake me. Come on. You can take any scripture. All I did was went to uh, AmazingFacts.com, pulled up these two scriptures, Exodus chapter 14, verse 14, uh, Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse number 6. There's many, many more. The list goes on and on and on. When it deals with fear, 
And many times that's what it is. Many times it could be unforgiveness. Sometimes it could be fear. No matter what it is, you take the scripture and you, you say it out your mouth. God, you told me I did not have to fear. God, you told me that you would forgive me. Here it is. He's going to bring it up again. You told me that you would forgive me and that you would cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I dare you to do it. Amen. Amen. Take these last few moments. Really sit down. Please don't get up from where you are unless you need to get a pencil and a paper. Get this list together. Unforgiveness. Who do you need to release? Who do you need to be released from? Is it God? Do you need to release God? Do you need to tell God, you're, please forgive me? Do you need to release yourself? I am, watch this, I am forgiven. And I release myself from my wrongdoing. God has forgiven me. And I forgive me. Please write the list. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for this time of sharing. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for what you accomplished on this call tonight. Thank you for your awesome will being worked out in our lives. Have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, thanks to God. Thank you so much for chiming in, for being so faithful. And we will, God willing, we will talk to you next week. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.